coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And so I right. did what everybody does and retired in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> At 34, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really meant to be like a real job. It was meant to mm-hmm. be fun, which, as we all know, never works out that way. It turned, in, <laughs> turned into a real job anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. that happens. And yep, sure enough, my property was leaning like oh, the no. Tower of Pisa over that sidewalk. Oh and my gosh. It, it was scary. What happened? Coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida, you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the New Year's Eve episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. And from all of us here at St. Petersburg Foodies, we wish you a very happy new year. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to. But you should. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Just hit the subscribe button and you'll get notified when an episode is ready for download. And then you can listen to them anytime you want, like on your morning jog or commute to work. On today's show, our featured guest is Hans Klenke from Del Mar Gastro Lounge. Del Mar is one of the best known, most popular hangout places in downtown St. Pete for over seven years. But Hans has done a lot more before Del Mar that you'll find out about. Our musical guest today is Izzy Bradburn. We We have have a a great great show, show, so so stick around. Have you been to Pacific Counter? It is one of the newest fast casual concepts located on one of the fastest growing blocks in St. Pete, the 600 block of Central Avenue. They offer build-your-own bowls, burritos, or salads with a variety of the freshest bases, toppings, and sauces to satisfy anyone's craving and put you in charge. There are actually 6,432,189 combinations possible. Overwhelmed by build-your-own? I know that I sometimes am. Well, you can also choose from their counter creations menu already picked for you. The first couple of times we ate there, that's exactly what I did. Then I decided to get adventurous. For bases, they offer sushi rice, brown rice, noodles, or greens. Sushi rice seems to be the norm, but I'm not a big rice person, so I finally tried the noodles, and to say I fell in love is an understatement. They are actually sweet potato noodles, I found out later, and I have no idea how they make them seem like rice noodles. I added fresh tuna and salmon, my choice of toppings and a sauce, which I didn't even need because the bowl was so good without it. I told Kevin I could eat this every day, and I would probably lose weight and love it at the same time. If you haven't checked out Pacific Counter, I would highly recommend it. They are open for lunch and dinner, have a variety of unique alcoholic and non-alcoholic drink options, and they have the beloved Dole Whip. Find your fresh at Pacific Counter. Pacific Counter is located at 660 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. They are open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Sunday through Thursday, and 11 a.m. to midnight on Friday and Saturday. How many times have you heard a restaurant say that they have healthy food that actually tastes great? I've heard it a lot, but unfortunately, it's usually one or the other and not both until the brass bowl came around. Right. Their food actually is healthy and tastes so darn delicious. So good. They use organic ingredients and responsibly sourced seafood. 
Graspol offers gluten-free, vegan, and carnivorous options. There truly is something for everyone. You will find imaginative flatbreads, bowls, and tasty, delicious small plates with options like fresh roasted seasonal veggies, 24-hour sous vide hanger steak, house-smoked salmon, and free-range chicken breast. And up front, they have a cold-pressed juice station and separate menu with juice bowls and elixir shots. It's like two open kitchens in one. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is really on the cutting edge of the fast, casual culture that is enjoying so much fame these days. Go get bowled over by Brass Bowl. Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery is located at 656 Central Avenue in downtown St. Pete. And you can check them out on the web at BrassBowlKitchen.com. Thank you for listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Please welcome Hans Klenke, the owner-operator of Delmar Gastro Lounge. Welcome, Hans. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I think that's the first time I ever said your last name. I believe so, yeah. yeah. But you did a pretty good job. I did it right, though. <laughs> <laughs> did. I, it doesn't always happen. Uh, I, I bet. <laughs> most, most people don't. Right. So you are from, originally, from Cologne, Germany. Correct, yes. I didn't have a chance to look up where Cologne is geographically. It's in a midwestern part of Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's about uh, 45 minutes from the border to uh, the Netherlands. Okay. Okay. So when you speak, I do hear an accent, but it doesn't sound like a German accent to me. No, you don't hear an accent. No, no way. Just There's no accent. So <laughs> as, 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 as this airs, it's uh, December 31st. So can you say Happy New Year in German for us? Ich wünsche allen ein frohes neues Jahr. Okay, now you sound German. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what that meant, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so how long did you live in Germany? When did you come to the U.S.? And what prompted you to come to the U.S.? Well, I was born and raised in Germany. Uh, I moved to, uh, to the U.S. in 1999, in fall of 99. Mm-hmm. I retired as a marketing executive from uh, a Fortune 500 company in Germany. Mm-hmm. In Cologne? In Col- well, yes, it was in Cologne, but uh, I ran their European operations out of um, London. Oh, okay. Are we, are we mentioning names or not? Cards and companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Minneapolis, Minnesota-based company. Mm. What do they do? Marketing, incentive, and events. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Yeah, so um, we also had 300 restaurants, and we had about... 40 hotels, resin SAS hotels, mm-hmm. country kitchens, TGI Fridays. Oh, wow. Yeah, so everything like that was under my belt. Everything that's done in Europe was under my belt. And I was 34 years old, and um, I figured it's a, it's a good time to leave. Right. Leave when you're at the top of your game. And so I right. did what everybody does and retired in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> at 34, wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Getting into the restaurant and bar business, was that in- influenced by the previous job? Uh, partially. My, my family, so my, my great-grandfather and granddad, um, owned a hotel and restaurant and farm in the northern parts of Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad says allegedly has always been in my, in my gene pool to, to do something like that. Mm-hmm. But since we did a lot of hospitality, um, or since I did a lot of hospitality during my corporate life mm-hmm. it was just a natural progression to do something fun in florida it, it wasn't really meant to be like a real job it was meant to mm-hmm. be fun which as we all know never works out that way <laughs> turned, in, turned <laughs> into a real job anyway yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Sometimes yeah. that happens. So did you come to St. Petersburg right away in 99? Or yeah. Uh, well, in, in 98, I, um, I flew into Nor- um, North Carolina, and then I drove down the entire uh, east coast of Florida, mm-hmm. and then came back up the west coast of Florida and had uh, several meetings lined up with realtors to kind of show me around to get a better idea where in Florida I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I decided for Florida and uh, east coast uh, of the United States because it's closer to Germany. Mm-hmm. So, right. you know, I wanted my dad to be able to come and other folks and friends and not be too far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hence the reason why I didn't choose California, which turns out to be a really good idea. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, and then uh, that's that's why Florida. I I would think about South Africa for a while. Interesting. I, I spend a lot of time traveling uh, in my days, so anywhere between seven hundred fifty to nine hundred thousand miles a year. Wow. And so I'd been just about everywhere, mm-hmm. um, in just about every country. Just I mean, for work. Do you have any favorites? Well, uh, back South in the United South Africa <laughs> is definitely on, on on top of my list. There were several beautiful little islands that I would like, but. Yeah, uh, even at 34, I was realistic enough to understand that if I have a two-year-old child, I probably shouldn't retire on an island. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so that's how I came to uh, St. Pete. Kind of uh, gave me a little bit of what I feel is a lot of where I come from. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have, you know, St. Pete was a quaint, cute, little big small town. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you have, you know, you have Tampa, which is a, Bigger town back in the day, it was, it was obviously 20 years ago. It was, it was the biggest. It, it was the biggest. <laughs> uh, it was an international airport and, and this and that and the other. And I, and I thought this just feels like, like home because I lived uh, for a while. I lived in a small town, smaller town called Bonn, which is the former capital of Germany, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably about as far away from, from Cologne as St. Peter's from Tampa. Mm-hmm. So it all felt very, very similar. And I think, yeah, maybe this is just something I should look into and do. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. From the time you moved here, that was 99, right? Correct. At what point did you like take some time off and then somehow, somewhere decide, I want to go into the restaurant business? Well, I, uh, I moved here in 99 and, you know, being German and still sort of young, I didn't just want to move and sit around and try to figure out what I was going to do. So while I was still in Germany, I bought a small mom and pop hotel out on Sunset Beach, mm-hmm. which was part of the reason why I moved in this area as well, because mm-hmm. it, was, it was a good opportunity. It was a cute little place, and I fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And so um, we unpacked our container uh, into this little hotel, and, and uh, we took the owner's unit, and I spent a year renovating it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't done anything with my hands since military, and um, <laughs> it, it felt really good to do something mm-hmm. like physical and, and make changes and, and uh, see results on, on that level. So I did that. Then I chilled for several years. Is that mm-hmm. hotel still there? It's still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's called the De La Caro. It's still on Sunset Beach. Nice. Uh, and um, then I just chilled for a couple of years, and then I figured I need to do something else. And uh, I mean, I still own the hotel, but I figured I need to do something else. And then um, I started looking into the hospitality again. Mm-hmm. You know, at first it was supposed to be a, a small bar somewhere. And I picked a, a property in Gulfport. It was a beautiful 1930s old Spanish building, mm-hmm. two stories on one side. And I, I scored it relatively cheap, I thought, anyway. <laughs> and, and I started renovating it, and the idea was I was going to put little, um, nice, nice little um, stores on the bottom. Mm-hmm. And then like your, your typical uh, Cheers neighborhood corner bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, it just 
be just enough to occupy me and, and you know, have a couple of tenants, have a little residual income and office spaces up top. Mm-hmm. Um, after I was probably about $180,000, $200,000 into the renovation, the um, second floor almost collapsed onto the sidewalk. Oh, Yikes. wow. Yeah, and so the, the fire marshal called me and, you know, panicking on the phone. That I need to come and I need to see this. My, my uh, property is leaning over the sidewalk. And I said, oh, come on, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so I got in the car and I drove over there. And yep, sure enough, my property was leaning like oh, the no. Tower of Pisa over that sidewalk. Oh, and my it, gosh. it was scary. What happened? While they were trying to work on the uh, substructures of this 1930, 1928 building, something must have happened. It slipped and so Mm. It literally, the whole thing started leaning. Oh, no. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And so I had only very few choices. One was to tear it down, which I didn't want to do because I'd already spent so much money on it. Mm-hmm. And the other one was to um, come up with a structure within the structure mm-hmm. uh, to lean it back up against that structure. That was mm-hmm. another $350,000 oh, price tag. Yikes. Wow. So I knew if I would do that, then my little neighborhood bar is not going to cut it. <laughs> yeah, you know, my 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 daughter's great grandchildren would still be paying off on that one. Right. right. So, so I need to come up with something different, and that's when I decided to build a really nice restaurant mm-hmm. and a really nice bar. Um, that you know, f- from my travels that I knew everything about. Mm-hmm. So I built that um, Brazilian churrascaria. Wow, on that was yours. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of pharmaceutical yeah. dinners there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> what, what was the name of it? La Fugata. La Fugata, yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then I did Bellinis, the, the Spanish, Mediterranean, tapas bar on the other side. Mm-hmm. All things that I'd been visiting and seeing all my life. Yeah. Um, so that's why I, I did this super fine dining thing in Gulfport. Mm-hmm. I had to. Right. Um, and unfortunately, when the, when the economy tanked, we started getting some problems. Luckily, I owned the property. So I sold, mm-hmm. uh, sold the business uh, first and then the property uh, Four years later. Okay. It was delicious. I remember. <laughs> Thank you. I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we won awards, design awards for the restroom, for example, <laughs> which I found kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, the dining space, the, uh, the floating bar got the design awards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it was it, really nice. It was a nice place. It yeah. was. And for those that don't know, it's where the artisan was just recently, but is now no longer. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Correct, right. yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have quite a history. As there, you were describing yeah. it, I knew what you were going to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I knew you were going to say yeah. that with it. Yeah. And then when did uh, Premi happen? Was there stuff, be- uh, was that next or were there things mm-hmm. in between? There? No, uh, I, I, I've always done consulting work um, for various European companies. So mm-hmm. I've always kind of stayed busy doing that on a really chill basis though. So um, I, again, kind of kicked back and said, yeah, okay, yeah. The economy is not good right now. Do, you, do I really want to do something else? I already lost a little money here. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can just wait and just kind of see what happens and, and, and lean back and see what, what, what transpires. And ultimately, I think about maybe three years later, mm-hmm. I figured I'm going to try to do something in downtown St. Pete for a change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, because I've been here for so long, I, I knew a lot of people, obviously, and Premi came Arrived on my plate, if you will, for lack of a better expression. And um, now, I now it. that it was already there under different ownership, right? And then you bought it. Was <clears> it Severio <throat> that owned it at the time? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Severio is, in, is uh, Italian, yes. obviously, and um, he he owned it, and he wanted to move on to or- Orlando, I believe. I mm-hmm. think he said Orlando, and so 
we came up with with a good arrangement, and I bought bought a little premium from him, and um, that was a fun project for about a good four years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that was actually one of our first dates, yeah, I think, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, premium. One of our first dates. There you go. Yeah. Good. When you owned when it. When you owned it, yes. Yep. And, and, you had, and you had Nick working there. Yes. yes. Yeah. We all love Nick. Oh, Every, right. Nick's That's been right, so... Nick. Everybody, everybody loves everybody. Nick. Yes. Nick's at Bowen Moe's right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. But see at, him on Facebook. prior to that, he was at Moscato, so he like, oh, yeah. floated right. around. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anybody that doesn't know, that's where the galley is now. Yes. Correct. So Premie was... It was Premie, and then, of course, I sold it to John, John Labardi. Right. And he made it to... John, John Reno's downtown joint. Reno's downtown joint, right. correct, yeah. yes. Right. And then he sold it to... Um, and that became the galley yeah. yeah so before we go to break i, I want to do two quick shout outs to listeners brooklyn bridges bridges isn't really our last name <laughs> brooklyn bridges and eric jacob are regular listeners to the show and they had they tell us personally they comment that not online though so no one thinks there's comments but anyway they never miss an episode so thanks for listening brooklyn and eric and we will be right back with hans clanky from del mar right after this word from our sponsors. One of our favorite places to go eat in St. Pete is Engine Number 9. They've been a staple in downtown St. Pete coming up on seven years, and they are famous for their unique and tasty burger creations. As a matter of fact, they are on the St. Pete foodies list of best burgers in St. Pete. They also made the best hot dogs list, the best chilies, and the best wings in St. Pete. Aside from the food, Engine Number no. 9 is a great sports bar with lots of TVs, beer, and wine. And you can even get a regular old cheeseburger, too, so you can bring your non-adventurous eater friends. Check out Engine Number no. 9 at the corner of MLK and 1st Avenue North in downtown St. Pete. Their burgers can't be beat. It's a little chilly out there lately. Well, that's the perfect time for soup, but not just any soup. Ramen is the ultimate chili day comfort food, and Booyah Ramen on the 900 block of Central Avenue is my go-to. It's so freaking good. The broth is like a silky blanket to warm up your mouth, and the hearty proteins, or just mushrooms for vegetarians, it'll have you saying, ooh, mommy, the umami is making my eyes roll back in my head. My favorites are the pork belly and the short rib. Mmm. And then there's the noodles. O-M-G. Go get warmed up and filled up during these mildly chilly weeks at Booyah Ramen at 911 Central Avenue in the Edge District of downtown St. Pete. Do ya, Booyah? We are back! We are back! We are back on the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast with Hans Klenke, the owner-operator of Delmar Gastro Lounge. And Delmar is on the 200 block of Central Avenue, and I'm guessing that most people listening to this probably already know that. <laughs> yeah. you, have, you have a pretty popular place, and you're in a great location. I mean, yes. the 200 block is very bustling. I mean, there's a lot of places to go there, but that's also what draws a lot of people to that block. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. And when Del Mar opened, when, was it 2010, 2011? Seven years ago. Uh, it was seven years in October, so um, what is that? What so does it make it? 2012. 12, right? 12 yes. Ish, yeah. right. okay. Yes. Finally got the math right because I had something to go by. 
Right. <laughs> that we've been going out six years in right, October. Right, right. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> well, we got together in 2013, so yeah, he can do that. So, <laughs> so Del Mar, it's a, it's a super popular place in the heart of all the action in downtown St. Pete. You guys have great food, the longest happy hour every right. day mm-hmm. from 12 to 7. There's drink specials. You have live music and DJs all the time. Correct. Uh, it's an upbeat atmosphere. There's great people watching. Yeah, uh, true. <laughs> and, you know, so that, that happy hour, I mean, Lori could probably make the entire seven hours, but I would need a nap somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a great hangout place. I mean, in some places, like, there are more daytime hangouts and others are more nighttime hangouts. So Mars really both. You, yes. have a, you have a good crowd. I mean, and you have very it, loyal customers, too. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of that's probably because we've been there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've consistently tried to improve, if you guys remember, in the, in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. Yeah, and there so, was no restroom. So, mm-hmm. what and you had was, to build that uh, in. Yeah. What was the, the name of that arcade? Because there's in St. Pete, if you go down Central Avenue, there's all, there's like the Chrislip Arcade. There's, I think it's Green Richmond Arcade. There's uh, Snell Arcade, but you that your space was one of those also. Um, I I don't believe this one, this particular one, had a name because okay. I think it was uh, designed more as a breezeway rather than an arcade. Okay, uh, okay. right. Because there were only side entrances to other prop uh, to. Um, oh, okay, right. There weren't property. other things inside there. Exactly. Like the other yeah, like arcades usually one. have their main entrance to the inside. So was it something prior to being Del Mar? There was yeah. somebody that had a cafe. So, uh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Cafe Green. Yeah. Uh, the, the Organics. What's his name? It's Mickey. <laughs> Mickey. Yeah. Mickey was in there. <laughs> that's right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Mickey, Mickey was in there. And then uh, for a short brief time, there was uh, there was another couple in there, which is are the people that I bought it from. And the name escapes me right now. Yeah. But I'm wondering, it seems it's, it's somewhat of a historic space. How difficult was it to get approval to do the renovations that you did? Well, I mean, the... the the good news, and now possibly the bad news, is that uh, it was considered being a historic space, but it wasn't registered to be a historic space, mm-hmm. which is um, obviously and apparently what, if you read our local news and what uh, the city continues to try to make it, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, this 200 block is considered the first block. Mm-hmm. So um, we have the first block initiative, mm-hmm. which uh, con- consists of a bunch of owners that have restaurants or have bars on that block mm-hmm. and we learned that uh, the city calls it the first block because it is the actual first block that was designed right. in St. Pete with commercial property. Mm. Right, the, the Detroit perhaps? Uh, yep, the right. Detroit, yeah. I mean, the, the entire block but obviously of course it was also the Detroit mm-hmm. in there and so it, we're, we are um, trying and the city is trying to make this a his, historic um, get it registered as a historic building. So what does that mean for, for you, for Del Mar? Well, um, Today, because of everything that I've done, I have already done. So in retrospect, they, they, they couldn't they couldn't change anything. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. All right. So it's it's grandfathered in, if you will. Uh, but what it would, would do for us today, it would also obviously protect us. Right, right? because there's people that want to come in and buy it and build yeah. these fancy condos yes. and all that. There, stuff. There are people right. coming in that are that are offering money to uh, the landlords and, and trying to basically tear it down and. Build something oh yeah, that would be terrible on it, and and um, which would mean obviously that anyone that's there today would obviously have to leave. So um, some of us don't really want to do that, mm-hmm. um, and it would also mean that um, this beautiful historic landmark is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the city has been trying every several years 
to make it a registered landmark. And uh, some of the owners uh, have been trying for several years to what's get the, that off the table. What's the problem with it? Making it, how, can't the city just designate it? Well, when the city, uh, well, apparently there's, there's all kinds of factors that come into play, which, uh, you know, that would be an interview with somebody that knows that a lot better than I do. Right, right, right. But it is apparently not quite as simple. They can't just kind of designate it. Mm-hmm. And I understand why, to some extent, because, I mean, uh, there are huge changes that would come about its value mm-hmm. to the owners, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, by today's standards, um, if, if, if it's not um, a landmark, then, yes, the owner could sell it mm-hmm. and it could bulldoze it and put 40 stories on it mm-hmm. and make 100 times the money he's making today. Right. right. Once it is a sort of landmark, that goes out the window. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, obviously, some of the landlords have vested interest in, in trying to right. prevent that from happening. Got it. Right. Yeah, and what would they do with all the people that own their condos at Hotel Detroit? Because yeah. those are owned condos. That's not a rent. Yeah. I mean, people rent them, too, yeah. but they're right. pri- privately owned. Yeah, it's interesting. So, yeah, Del Mar uh, now is, uh, yeah, like we, we were saying, big difference from the early days mm-hmm. you, you really spruce it up real nice and the food is probably one of the better kept secrets around here mm-hmm. always has been interesting uh, enough yeah. it's uh, but it's fresh baked and never fried and you guys don't even own a fryer or a freezer that's correct yeah mm-hmm. let's talk about some of the food one of the things i i noticed that i haven't had yet that i need to try are the uh, the non pizzas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so non is like a it's like indian bread yeah. Correct, yes. Yeah. But it's a non-pizza. That's pretty cool. So, It's, it's lighter, so that's that's a nice oh, thing about okay. it. It's lighter. It has mm-hmm. less sugar in it. Um, yeah. It's, I love non. Yeah. Less calories. Yeah. And there's a... a Maybe one we could have right now. Yeah. 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 There's dying. a barbecue chicken, GMO free-braised chicken, smoked gouda, mozzarella, mm-hmm. red onion, barbecue, barbecue sauce, and a steak tenderloin, beef tenderloin oh, tips yummy. with imported blue cheese. I like that. Caramelized onion and roasted grape tomatoes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you have bowls. Bowls have always been a big thing for you guys. Yeah, we've been doing bowls for probably the last at least four years or so. They're popular. It still works. It's a good. It's a good yep. product. Mediterranean chicken is one of them. Sweet soy triple A grade ahi tuna poke. Nice. Mm-hmm. A Fiesta steak, Southwest Fiesta steak tenderloin, and a shrimp al ajillo. And some of the best chicken wings in town. Yes. <laughs> yes. They've won awards. Yeah. Yes. yes. Award-winning yes. chicken yeah. wings. And they're yes. baked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which makes it so unique, I, I mm-hmm. suppose, right? That they are baked. We were the right. only ones uh, during that competition. It was a, a, a Budweiser, and then the, the following year was a Bud Light competition. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of participants that are known for their wings. I mean, like Wing House or Hooters and mm-hmm. those guys. Mm-hmm. But there was also some smaller restaurants and individual owners like me, and um, we were the only ones competing that were um, doing baked, and I don't think anybody thought that we'd have a chance there, and mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was good fun. That's yes. awesome. Yeah, yeah, a couple other items, uh, the pot roast and pesto hoagie. I think mm-hmm. that's one of your yes, favorites. Yes, that's yeah. delicious. Yeah, that's dynamite. And the Del Mar... Burger Monty Burger. Yeah. It's a half pounder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd never be able to finish And that. you know, Burger Monty, you know where that's coming from, right? No, where no, does that come no. from? Well, there's, uh, in, in Pittsburgh, uh, they are the Permonti Brothers, right? And they, it's, it's, they're, they're famous all over Pittsburgh, and they make a sandwich. The Monte Cristo? No. No? No. They, no. Make, a, they make their own sandwich. And uh, it, it, it's, it's like, of course, it's a huge sandwich. 
and you can have it loaded any which way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I, I suppose the unique part about it is that they put the fries in the sandwich. Ah. Those are the guys oh, that started this okay. little thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so, at some, I I have been in Pittsburgh um, visiting, and I I thought that sandwich was way too big and, and crazy. <laughs> But the the place was packed, uh, and people were standing out. I mean, out the door, around the corner, in line, and they have three or four locations, I suppose. Um, and I thought maybe I should do something like that. And hence the reason I, I took a big burger, and I put the fries in it, and that's why I keep it. That's why I call cool. it that way. Sometimes, sometimes you need something just decadent and bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that well, would be a, the one. <laughs> it's a good Angus patty, so I mean, yes. it's not like it's like it's not crap or something like that. Right, right. But right. there are fries on it, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you guys have Sunday brunch. Yeah, you mm-hmm. do. A, you do a big Sunday business with the live music. You do. And yeah. Yeah. Walk by, walk by Del Mar on Sunday, and you're probably going to run into at least one or two people that you know, mm-hmm. if not more. You least. still have Jim playing there every Sunday. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, he draws a huge crowd. It does. It's definitely Sunday fun day at Del Mar. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. The website is delmarsaintpete.com. S-T-P-E-T-E. Delmar St. Pete. And also same on Facebook. It's at Delmar St. Pete. Hans Klenke. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you guys. It was a pleasure. Was Thanks great. for having me. Yeah. We'll be right back. Craving some good grub in the Tampa Bay area, but not sure where to go for dinner this weekend? Don't worry. I got you covered, guys. I'm Candace Avilez, host of Food for Thought. It's a food show where I basically explore different restaurants throughout the Tampa Bay area. Get ready for some drool-worthy, delicious dishes that are going to get you off the couch and into those restaurants and having a great night overall. You can watch my show on 10 News. It airs Thursday mornings. And also, if you're online, it's on our Food for Thought YouTube page. See you then. And if you love a restaurant, let me know on Instagram. This is Betty Fox, and you're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our music segment, which showcases local artists, is brought to you by One Step Media and Kate Reuter. One Step Media provides management, marketing, and booking services to independent artists, and Kate herself is also a singer-songwriter. Our musical guest today is Izzy Bradburn. Izzy is a new emerging artist in our area, and she has a degree in music. She also began performing regularly near downtown and recently played the patio at Ruth Eckerd Hall prior to the Carol King Show. She also recently performed live on the radio at WMNF. Hi, Izzy. Are you ready for the Fast Five Foodies questions? I am. Great. So what is your favorite food? My favorite food is shepherd's pie. Ooh, I love shepherd's pie. That's a good yes. one. My mom specifically, but mm-hmm. totally obviously. In, yeah. <laughs> totally More in the comfort food area. Yeah, mm-hmm. very comfort food. And fattening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but delicious. Yes, but delicious. <laughs> What's your least favorite food? Ooh, I would have to say either pickles or olives. I really don't like <laughs> vinegar. I really am not a vinegar person. So pickles are kind of off the table for me. I wow. think that's our first pickles, but like our fourth olives. Yeah, olive, I would say, is not one of the more popular foods I've run into. But pickles, I yeah, never realized, I fight people on that one. <laughs> I never realized how many people didn't like pickles. Well, do you like bread and butter pickles? Like sweet pickles? No, no. It's okay. the vinegar aspect because I, I like hmm. cucumbers and I like oh. a lot of vegetables. And it's the vinegar aspect that bothers me. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? 
Um, so I'm getting new to the St. Pete area, so I don't know if I can deem one a quality favorite at the moment, but <laughs> the best one I've been to so far is Anata, um, mm-hmm. the wine bar. Yeah, good they, choice. really good food there. They <laughs> do. Very good choice. You should try their sister place right next door called Alto Mare. Oh, okay. It's right next door to Anata and it's same chef. So. Oh, so yeah, so you know the food's going to yes. be worth it. <laughs> yes, definitely. Salt or pepper? Ooh, salt. Good answer. And and your last question is, can you cook? I can, yes. What's your favorite thing to cook? Um... Probably one of my mom's uh, recipes for pierogies and kielbasa. Um, yeah, it's nice. it's something we grew up on, and now I, it's just one of my favorite things to cook for people because it's not something people have very often, mm-hmm. I would say, right. at least the people that I run into. What's so. your mom's ethnicity, or where's she from? Um, she, or family? Uh, my dad was actually born in uh, England. Okay. So my whole that whole side of the family is European. Um, but then my mother is Polish, um, French, French Canadian. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just interested into the yeah. type of cuisine you were bringing up. Is yeah. definitely yeah. <laughs> well, her sister, um, her sister's really involved in cooking. She's a chef um, as a professional career, and mm-hmm. so she, a lot of her, you know, influences come from growing up with her cooking a lot, and That's you awesome. know, things like that. Yeah, cool. Cool. Write write down your address before you leave. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, you've passed. Awesome. (laughs) I was nervous there. I know, right? (laughs) So you're in the studio uh, recording with Chris Walker. Yes, Golf Sound Studios. So uh, working on my first debut album, um, as well as interning, uh, learning production, because I'm kind of getting bits and pieces of the industry here and there. But I really, really feel this connection to the studio and producing and creating so nice yeah. just to clarify i said that you're in the studio recording with chris walker he's doing he's production he's doing he's both teaching me production and also producing um with right. me on my album right yeah. nice. he's not playing music though he's just um production. he's he's doing he's probably going to be both um okay, we're not cool. super far along awesome. in in the album yet but he probably will be featured here and there as well yeah Yeah, i think chris is probably one of the best guitar players i've ever seen around here oh he's, yeah he's prob- amazing and probably yeah. beyond around here yeah and also we use one of his songs for our intro music yes yes so or, funny or, the or connections our, right? our theme music i should say because <laughs> we it's at the end as well yes and so the ep does do you have a it's an ep or an lp you're working on um, so we're kind of deciding that still, uh, I actually, um, I released something, well, I didn't really release it, but it was more for a project, uh, when I was a senior in high school of original music. Um, but I didn't really share it with anybody. So this is kind of, we're deciding on whether or not we're going to go uh, if you're gonna short and oh, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going to go shortened version or if we're going full album. Right. Uh, yeah. Do you, a, do you have a title yet? Uh, yes, it's going to be called Out Loud. Out Loud. And Thanks. okay, and we have the, the title, t- title track, track yes. that yes. we're going to play today, Out Loud. Though you sent me the one we're going to play yes. might not be the one that's on the album repeat. Yes, it definitely it. will not be. Um, for that one, I, w- I actually uh, did an independent study in college where I was learning how to self-produce an album um, and just kind of get my foot in the door production-wise. So I actually self-produced this um, take as well as, you know, wrote the content Mm -hmm. entirely. And so that was, you know, kind of a momentary capture in time of 
that song and wanting to, you know, learn production and how to translate my music into, you know, a product I can distribute. But this is going to be the full version, you know, that I hear in my head when I have all the instruments right. and everything like that. Fully produced. Gotcha. Yes. I like the speaking at the beginning. It's kind of cool. It catches your attention. Do you know if you're going to do that on the new version? Yes. Um, ironically, uh, that wasn't ever something that I had kind of originally planned. But when I started recording that song, I really thought it was important to capture why I wrote this song. And because I think music is so subjective, but I really wanted to capture the essence of what music drove me to do. And this song in particular is kind of my giving back of what, you know, music did for me and the ability that it gave me to be myself and be heard. And so when I sat down to write this song, I ended up just, you know, hitting record, speaking, and that's the take that you hear there. And that I probably won't redo it. Um, I like the way that I speak in it. It's very natural. And it just kind of came to me in the moment. And you can hear that. So I think that I probably will keep that eventually. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's really cool. And the song is about? Just my appreciation, my love for music, and the ability it has to make its listeners feel heard. And I think that a lot of the time in my life, as that little snippet says, it was really hard for me to fully describe what I was feeling and fully relay those emotions to the world around me. But if I played the right song or if, you know, I caught it in the right moment, I felt heard and I felt like, you know, somebody understood. And that was, I think, the biggest message that I've learned is that we're here for connection. We're here to share our thoughts and our feelings. And that song is me kind of telling the rest of the world, like, live your life out loud. You know, cool. don't be afraid to be you. And it's in the key of B flat? Uh, yes, I believe so. <laughs> There's some really cool finger picking and awesome mm -hmm. harmonies. Did you do all the harmonies or you had yes. some help? Wow. Uh, yes, everything in that is entirely untouched by anyone but that's, me. So. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. Thank so you. So on Facebook and Instagram, we find you at Music by Izzy, and that's I-Z-Z-I, -Z -Z at yes. Music by Izzy. Yep. Izzy, thank you so much. Thank you thank guys you. so much. It's been a pleasure. Here we are with Out Loud. I used to find it hard to describe exactly what was going on in my head and in my body. And I found it difficult to describe that with words. But when I picked up that guitar, when I sang that song when I screamed the lyrics in the car as loud as I could, I finally felt heard.
dance with the fire in your eyes Show all the things you tried So hard to hide You don't have to have a hand to hold Find a love you'll always know Sing it for the ones who tried To take you down And play your soul out loud it for this episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Thanks for listening and, and Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Thanks to our guest Hans Klenke and Izzy Bradburn. And thanks to our sponsors Brass Bowl Kitchen and Juicery, Pacific Counter, Uya Ramen, and, and Engine, Engine Number, Number Nine. 9. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News. And our theme music is provided by the Chris Walker Band.
We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. Please give us a rating and review on whichever app you're using to listen to the show. And remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha! <laughs>